Welcome to another edition of the 24 Carat Podcast. As always, Chris Dempsey is here, and we have a very special guest today, which I am very excited about personally. I've watched you my entire life growing up, and it's so fun having you now around this Nuggets team. It is Sue Bird. Thank you so yeah, much for jumping for on the 24K podcast. Um, just first and foremost, let's get, now that you've been with the team for a little bit, let's get a quick rundown of what you've been doing with the front office and maybe some moments that have stood out for you. Yeah, um, it's been great. You know, I think coming in, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, everyone from the very start was super like welcoming and warm. And then it was like, all right, well, what am I actually going to do? <laughs> um, so when I'm not in Denver, um, obviously I still have my playing career and like other things going on. So when I'm not in Denver, I try to just kind of like get in some games to scout when I can. Um, early on, I was able to hit some NBA games. Most recently, I've um, been able to go to like a Washington game because it's in Seattle, like a UW game. So that's good. Um, obviously, Pac-12 schools come through there. Yeah. So that's perfect. Um, when I am in Denver is probably when it's most, I don't know, just when I'm learning the most and when it's yeah. kind of like I'm really getting to see like what is going yeah. on. Um, and that's been just like sitting in on meetings, whether it was um, like the, the trade deadline was approaching. So everybody was in town and we kind of went through, um, actually took that opportunity to like go through all the college players, go through international players, like who's out there, who's, you know, who's on the come up, how would it fit, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So just kind of like the planning and the plotting and that's what really front office work is, right? It's like trying to like put together this puzzle um, not just for one year, but like they're always forward thinking like, okay, what about next year? What about, what's the luxury tax? Where, are we, where would that put us? <laughs> this, that. So I'm like learning all these different like hot words, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just really kind of like seeing how it works. And that's been the best part. Yeah. What has been most surprising to you? I mean, let's talk about the trade deadline meeting yeah, because is there anything that really was like, Whoa, I had no idea this was how this would go. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I was in, like, the New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> office, it would have been a little more. So, obviously, you know, the Nuggets are having an amazing season, and the roster is, like, crazy deep, and, like, it's working. Yeah. So the trade deadline was, was like I said, it was more about, like, okay, everybody's in this room. Let's, let's, let's make the most of this time. Mm -hmm. Let's put some college players on. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's prepare for the future, because this year not much was happening. Yeah. But I can still say, like, one of the very first meetings I sat in on, the most interesting thing was, and this is more so in comparison to like my WNBA experience, like it's not about the amount of money. We just have, we're like way more restricted in what we can do in the WNBA. Like there's just, the, the rules are similar, but way more restrictive. So it was interesting listening to an NBA conversation because money really drives. I mean, even if like in the WNBA, if you have a talented player, yeah. Like there's not more money to, for them to go get because there's a max anyways. And so like you're probably that player is probably going to be with you for their entire career unless something happens and maybe a trade. But like in the NBA, it's like this player at some point might make too much money and we just can't afford them and they move on or like, OK, we're going to have to pay them a little too much. So maybe we have to meet. It's a, it was just interesting that talent doesn't trump the money. It's kind of the opposite, whereas in our league. Yeah, that's the. It's it's funny that you said that. Like, when I started covering the NBA, an agent said, <clears throat> excuse me, said that exact thing to me because I think the way I was looking at the league was, hey, this player is playing better than this player, so yeah. player A should maybe have more time on the court. And he's like, well, but what is what? What are the salaries? Yeah, you know, nope, comes into where play. was this player drafted versus where this player was drafted? Totally. And decisions are made that way. Um, I. I just, can you just refresh people on how it is that you hooked up with the organization yeah, uh, sure. in, in the first place? Because I think it's a fascinating story yeah. that you're, you're here. Um, it's pretty simple. I mean, the, the meat and potatoes of it is that Tim Connolly, I want to say, like, saw me on TV during the playoff run um, that my team just went on. 
and he knew through um, like my Connecticut connection with Karan Butler that we were friends. So he just hit up Karan and was like, hey, what's Sula like? She cool? Like what's going on over there? <laughs> and Karan was like, yeah, she's all right. Like give her a call. So then he got my number through, through Karan and it was literally like probably like 20, 30 minute conversation we had. And he was just like, hey, like, this is us. This is what we do in Denver. We would love for you to like, come be a part of it. Like, come check it out, see if it works. And my favorite part is actually like, A, they were very um, like, respectful, I guess, that I was still playing. First words out of his mouth was like, we know you're still playing. We know that's the priority. Well, we still want to make like, something work. Because obviously an MBA job is like, all in, right? Yeah. Usually, like yeah. you're moving, you're, yeah. and that's a lot of people are like, oh, when are you moving to Denver? I was like, oh, I don't have to. It's great, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, he was like, yeah, like, like, let's see if something could work. But the biggest thing for him was, and I caught that like right away on the phone call. Was like, why don't you like? He wasn't offering me anything. It was like, why don't you come out, like, spend the weekend? It was opening weekend that I was here, and he's like, why don't you see like if it fits? You mm -hmm. know, like if personality-wise yeah. we all get along and. Like front offices are like little baby teams, you know, and you need to have like good chemistry there as well. So that was it. Yeah, he was like, "Why don't you come check it out? Like, yeah. we'll t we'll see if we like you, and you see if you like us." So he just okay, cold, cool. cold calls yeah, you one day. That's what I want to know. There was a text message. It was a text message. Well, I think Kar I want to say Quran like group chatted us. Okay. Was like, gotcha. Tim, Tim, Tim. So it wasn't like, "Hey, I'm Tim Conley." Can you imagine? Like, I know. I wouldn't don't know. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Who picks up a number you don't know? It would have been a voicemail. Tim Connolly, president of basketball. No, no, no. There was a group text, and I was actually in Spain because right after the WNBA season. And we had our World Cup, mm -hmm. World Championships, whatever they call it now. I think they call it World Cup. Um, so I was in Spain, like with the team. And so they texted, and I was just like, I think I had like a week and a half left. And I was just like, hey, like I'm in Spain. Let's just, like, I'm trying to, you know, play some games over here. <laughs> yeah. um, no, he was totally cool about it. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like, let me know a good time to talk when you get back. Yeah. It was probably like a couple days after I got back, and we were able to like sync up. And, and so you had obviously expressed to Karan at some point that front office work or something like that has no, something like, oh, no. Kind of, like, how do, no. would they even have known? No, to... I, don't, I don't think anybody did. I think okay. it's like. Did you um, even know? No, I didn't. I always kind of thought, again, back to what I was saying about like, you're usually all in with a job like this. Yeah. Front office, coaching, whatever it is. When you're involved with a team, it's usually all in. And I was coming in my mind prior to this. Um, I mean, truth be told, a year ago, I had another NBA team kind of like, you know, show some interest like, hey, and, and it was more like, if you're ever interested, let me know. I know you're still playing. And that's how I felt. It was like, I'm still playing. So how can I do this? Like, how can I do both? Yeah. It's like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. But um, the way Tim presented it right out the gate, and truth be told, when we did talk, I was, or even when I got the text, I was kind of like, oh, this probably won't work once they know I'm still playing. Mm -hmm. Like, I probably won't be able to, but he right away, like, put that to bed, and then it was like, oh, I'm totally interested. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't even remember what the question work. was, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't a cold call. Yeah. It was a text message that yeah. grouped yeah. us. And then he didn't know. I think he was just like, hey, here's this athlete who I just saw, you know, in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. She seems like she's, I'm assuming, <laughs> seems like she's pretty cool. And, you know, it would be great to have somebody like that in the organization. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And you're preparing right now for WNBA? For my season, yeah. So how it's is like that balance? Time. Um, you know, it's not, it's not different from my other um, off seasons where, you know, I actually did some commentating for a little bit, not as much last year, but the, the two um, previous off seasons. So yeah, you're like kind of doing your do with one thing and then you're just making sure you're getting your workouts in another way. And it's been great. I mean, here, listen, there's all kinds of right. equipment and yeah. facilities that I can use. Yeah. Um, so in about, you know, when this is over, yeah. I'll be headed downstairs. So yeah, walk us through game day. Like um, you were at shoot game this day. morning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, try to check out some shoot arounds. Um, and then uh, the thing about game day is the rest of the day is kind of off, if you will. Yeah. 
Um, every now and then they'll go in the office, but it gives me an opportunity to, to get my workout in. So get the workout in and then go back, get ready for the game and come a couple hours early and that's that. Awesome. What has stood out to you most about this Nuggets team? And then we'll get into more of your stuff, uh, but no, 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 yeah. let's talk about the Nuggets just for a second and the season yeah. that they're, they're having. Well, right out the gate, by gate, I mean like first game. Um, and again, I was coming in like, I pay attention to the NBA. Yeah. Like I have, so like I watched the game last year against Minnesota where they yeah. almost made it and they lost, they didn't make the playoffs, whatever. And right away, even from like that one practice I attended before the first game, there was like a sense of urgency, right? So, you know, you have the talent clearly, the talent's a year older, you have the depth clearly, they're a year older, and now they have that feeling of what it was like to miss out. Mm -hmm. And so you can just tell they were like very motivated by that. And I think that's been probably the driving force. And then all of a sudden they're, they're like, oh, we're, we're actually pretty good, like this is working, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then you kind of buy into it more. And so with that, um, I do think their depth is probably what like is able to separate them aside from the incredible talent that they mm -hmm. have with like Nicola and Jamal yeah. and like the leaders. Um, but that depth, like that's won them many games, you yeah. know? So it's pretty cool to see that, I don't know, just kind of unfold before our eyes. Sure. You know, it's, it's, I want you to speak to this obviously because you play professional basketball and I, I think one of the underplayed stories about this team, I, I think it's been pretty easy for people to say, well, it's a deep basketball team. Mm -hmm. They lost three starters for like a huge chunk of time. Yeah. And they still rose to yeah. second. Oh, well, they played word first for 40, yeah. 40 some odd days. 43, I think. Could you speak just from knowing what that is, like, how significant is losing that kind of talent to be able and still being able to rise and play as well yeah. as they've played? Yeah, I see it kind of two ways. Like one is you give credit to, to the guys who are able to fill those those positions, those minutes while, you know, some of the starters were out. So that means they've, they were ready. And it's, 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 it's not easy to stay ready when, when you're in that role and you have to like, you never know yeah. when it's gonna come, when your number's gonna get called. And they were ready. And they rose to the occasion, like you said, and they held down the fort even, I mean, they played great, right? The other part of it is now that people are healthy and they've returned and those players who were all of a sudden getting all these minutes, they're now kind of back, you know, in that role, in that bench role and they're okay with it. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're like, no, this is cool. Like, I'm, I'm here to do whatever it is this team needs me to do. The, the combination of that is not easy to find. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's rare. Super rare. Yeah, yeah sometimes some people taste it, they want more of it, they yeah. get cranky, mm -hmm. you know, or they weren't ready. You know, they sit and then it's like, oh, this is actually harder than I thought it was gonna be. You know, they realize they weren't ready. So to have both things kind of get checked off, I mean, that's why I think, you know, here we are sitting in second. Yeah. And as a player that's won, just yeah, you can't even. Everywhere you go, as always, one. <laughs> you, you're you're with an organization trying to figure that out. Yeah. And you know how, when you get to a step where the Nuggets are right now, what's now what's the next step for a team that is their aspirations are a title to get from here to now winning winning really big. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an interesting question because I don't always I don't think there's actual words necessarily. Um, because like when you're in it and you know it's going well, I don't know, you don't have to, it's, it's not something you can like touch or feel. It's just like this vibe and it's mm -hmm. working and here we are and we're clicking and we're finding ways to win. It's, it's not like something that's said in the locker room or a moment necessarily. The one thing I will say is like everyone's going to talk about as, you know, it gets closer to the playoffs, everyone's going to talk about the lack of experience in the playoffs and like, oh no, the, you know, yeah, they had a great regular season, but, <laughs> yeah. and like I've been on teams where it's like, 
that's been kind of the story. It actually is the story of, of, of my pat, the team that I just won with this yeah. past summer. Yeah. Now, we had made the playoffs. The way the WNBA is, it's single elimination in the first two rounds if you're like a low seed. Um, then you get to the five-game series of the semis and the finals. So we lost in like single elimination. So it's like we tasted it. We, we didn't really have yeah. experience. It yes. was like one game on the road. We lost both, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, but like so going in, we played against teams like Phoenix, who have Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, Dewana Bonner, who had won titles together, you know, clearly great players. And so that was the storyline. And it's like, you know, you don't have the experience till you have it. And then once you're in there, it really doesn't matter. Like you figure it out pretty quick. Right. And the only advice I can, I can give is once you do get to that point, it's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad. You win, you win game one, it doesn't mean you're winning the series. Yeah. You can't relax. You lose game one, it doesn't mean you've lost the series and the mm -hmm. world is over. And the same throughout as you go. It's like you can't, and I feel like an inexperienced team, two things, one, can get caught up in that roller coaster mm -hmm. easily. It's yeah. very easy to do it. And then the other thing is they, um, I, I lost my train of thought. They get caught up in the roller coaster, for sure. And I lost my train of thought. Yeah. It'll come yeah. back. Yeah. There's a second thing. Yeah. I just can't remember. Oh, I know. Um, regular season, it can be kind of like, especially in the NBA, right? Yeah. Like 80 plus, it's like crazy long games, uh, long season. The play can kind of like, eh, people can go on autopilot. Playoffs, no autopilot. All of a sudden, people are picking you up full court like for the entire 48 yeah, minutes, right. and it's like, oh man, they're in your face. And the intensity, so I think a, a team that doesn't have playoff experience mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily appreciate or understand what that's gonna be. Yeah, have but again, yet. they learn it real fast. Really fast. Yeah. They learn yeah. it really fast. So it, does, it doesn't, it yeah, experience years, is great, yeah. mm -hmm. but like it doesn't mean everything. Yeah. Like you learn yeah. fast. Man. Um, okay, I want to shift just a little bit to talk about some more recent news with women's athletes and the Nike ad that just oh, came yeah. out and your involvement in that, your thoughts on it, and maybe just explain how it's impacted you. Yeah, um, it's been pretty crazy. You know, the reception has been amazing. Um, my favorite part, I've been saying this pretty much every interview I've given about it, is just all the people that have contacted me, whether it's um, friends who have you know, children, specifically daughters, uh, people on social media, and just like, wow, I showed that to my daughter immediately. Yeah. Or wow, my daughter saw it and said this. Um, because obviously, you know, in order to change the world, you know, you, you want people, obviously my age or older, whoever, mm -hmm. but when you can impact kids and kind of change how they see things, um, that's, I feel like, where the lasting, mm -hmm. you know, that's where, that's where the, the impact is felt the most. Um, so not just girls, like little boys as well, for them to see that kind of commercial, I think is super important. But yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, so psyched that I was in it, mm -hmm. you know, um, loved the message. I think, it's, what's interesting is I think you can watch it, and depending on who you are, where you are in your life, how you see things, whatever, you can kind of take something different. Right. You know? Because totally. it kind of, as it goes, it, it, it almost changes its message in a way, because at first it's like, you know, you call me crazy for trying to do this, yeah. but, and then it shows like a bunch of women doing it for the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's just like this unique thing happening that, yeah. that again, um, it was, uh, it's been an honor to be a part of it. Did you have any idea? Did, did, were you involved oh, in yeah, the planning? Yeah. No, were no, you, no, like how did the process come about? Yeah, you're not like involved in the planning yeah. per se, but like you know you're in it. Yeah. Like they can't, they can't just was like Was that like a you. phone call? Like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna put this commercial together? Or yeah, like, kind how of. Does that conversation I actually happen? think it, it came together from what I understand pretty quickly. Like it, the idea itself was, yeah. was only like a couple weeks old and they kind of like put it together really fast. But then yeah, you get to see like a version of it um, and see what it is and how you're in it. And, you like approve it, even though I'm sure yeah. they can be nice. <laughs> but yeah, there's 
like all kinds of approvals that have to happen with yeah. a commercial like that. So yeah, so I, I had seen it like a week or so before. Um, so you knew how impactful it might be, or did you? Or did you? Yeah, no, it's like it yes and no. It's yeah, hard to it's tell. Hard, yeah. It's hard to tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well, what's been so great about the reaction. What was your initial reaction? Like, was, was it like, like goosebumps? Hell like, yeah, I'm oh in my this, this is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm so psyched to be in this. Yeah. yeah, so I knew, like, wow, this is like pretty powerful, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But um, not until the reaction, you're like, kind of like, oh wow, I didn't realize it would be like that. Yeah, that's you what know? I was Because you never know. If you knew, I think yeah. when you're in something, you're kind of just like, you're in it, and yeah. you never really know. Like, yeah. What? It's kind of right. like the, you know, it depends on how they come to you with the, with the project, right? Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes they can come to you and say, we think this is going to be so impactful. We can't wait for you yeah. to be in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, you know? Versus, hey, we think we, we have the, you know, a good idea, yeah. this is going to be fun. And then on the backside of it, it's hugely impactful. Yeah. And that's what it sounds like this has been. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was during the Oscars at yeah. one of the, like, the more, I want to say it was between, like, best actor and actress, something like that. It was at a, like, pretty major moment where you're like, yeah. oh my God, this is going to be... Yeah, this is huge. This could reach a lot of people. Yeah, awesome. that was dope. Yeah, I do want to talk about UConn too a little bit, yeah, just sure. because of the impact of that program. Yeah. And I want—I'm just going to go right to it. I want Hit the best me. Gino story. <laughs> I do. Like, I want a whole know. other podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the best one. Um, like, what can I say on air? On you can air. say whatever you want. Yeah, this is a podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Um, he's got some. There's a, there's a couple that are kind of like floating in my head. He's got, he's just good with his one-liners, you yeah. know, like, so one about, this is like the safest one. Um, Boo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's G-rated, okay. isn't it? Um, <laughs> so one about me was like my freshman year, you know, New York point guard. So I'm not like super flashy, but I had a little more flash back then for yeah. sure. And I came down the court, I threw like a no-look pass. And in Gamble Pavilion, where we play on campus, the concourse is actually like on the inside. So, you know, usually you come out and you walk around. No, it's like on the inside. So when you're walking around, um, you can see the court. And it was like a big cutoff for students because it went from like one side of campus to the other mm -hmm. and it was warm for like the three seconds you were inside and then you, you, know, you gotta go back yeah. out into the cold. So anyways, <laughs> a lot of people would be cutting through during practice. And at this particular point, I like came down and I like threw a no look and it like, I don't even know, went out of bounds, nobody caught it. And he was just like, he went crazy on me. And he was just like, what are you looking at? Who are you looking at when you're making these passes? And I was just like a freshman, like, I don't know. And he's like, and there happened to be this football guy who like I knew later. So there happened to be this football guy walking through. And it was just like oh, perfect timing or not perfect timing when <laughs> yeah. you look at it. He's like, are you looking at that guy? Is that who you're looking at? And I was just like, I look up and I'm like, uh. and he's like, hey, hey you. And the guy stops and he's like, yeah. And he's like, you can't come in here anymore. Super can't take her eyes off you. Do you want his number? Do you want me to get his number for you? She can't, she can't take her eyes off you. And now the whole team is laughing and I'm just like wanting to die. Like, can this just end, please? And then pr practice proceeded. But anyway, that's like, you never know with him. Yeah. So that's like one kind of like ease, easy one. There's a lot, there's some other rough ones. Man, just every day is something new, huh? Every day, <laughs> every day. What was your experience like there, and how did that shape you to get you uh, where you are now? It was pretty much everything in terms of my like becoming who I am as a as a player, as a person, even my development. Um, I basically kind of had like I was I was shy, like you know, and and he was the one that was like, listen, you can't be shy as a point guard, and he basically 
told me I had to have two different personalities. And now those personalities have kind of become one a little bit more. But I had to have like two different personalities. Like, yeah, do whatever you want off the court, but on the court, you have to be assertive, you have to take control, you have to be responsible. And he basically brought me into the coaches, into his office and was like, everything that happens on the court from now on is your fault. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> and he was like, if somebody else, if you come down the court, you pass the ball, you call a play, you pass the ball, that person messes up, it's your fault. They make the wrong play, it's your fault. And it's like, that is totally who I am now as a player. Like, I make sure I have my hand in everything. I make sure everybody knows what they're doing, um, even if I'm not involved. And so that started, you know, when I was 18 years old. I was going to say, that was a freshman lesson. Yeah, that was also. a freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, learned a lot of hard ones. <laughs> freshman but yeah, originally I was like, this makes no sense. Why is this my fault? You know, this is your fault, actually. <laughs> not my coach. Fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just like instilled that in me and, and pretty much... His whole like shtick, if you will, is he's gonna make your life living hell in practice. And he's gonna put you in, at both as an individual and as a team. It's never gonna be good enough. It's, it's gonna be impossible situations, like five on seven, figure it out. They're pressing you, I don't care, figure it out. It's gonna just be everything, it's, it's all, it's always gonna be stacked against you. And then when you like kind of start to figure it out and you have success in those scenarios, you realize that's where confidence comes from. It doesn't come from him telling you how good you are. It comes from you being put in these scenarios and actually being able to like, at the end of the day, after you've like won the little battle, look at him and be like, got you today. You know, like I beat you. <laughs> yeah. no, which, is, which is what that's he okay. wants, which is probably what he wants at the yeah, end of the day because he he's, he's growing players and people. Yes. And he wants you to he, get to the final four and yeah, be easy. Right. Like, oh, I face way harder than this. Yeah. And that's where your character and all that go through adversity. I mean, all the cliches, yeah. he kind of like makes it happen in practice. It's really real. Practice harder it's, than I mean, listen, really yeah. every day we went home just like cursing his name. Yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> like, oh, did you, see, did you hear what he said today? Oh, <laughs> can't believe he did that. Oh, ah. But like at the end. At the end, when your record is, did I see your record as being one forty-four and four, or one fourteen and four? There's Something a lot like, of fours. I don't in know that. the wins, but like, I know the four losses. <laughs> you know the four losses. I, can, I remember them vividly. Hundred plus wins. <laughs> yeah, the wins, whatever. Yeah. I remember the four losses. What moment in your career? And we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. but when you think of everything that you've accomplished, what's like the first thing that comes to your mind? Um. Because like I, I know you ask, get this question all the yeah, time, but like, nah. what's your most, what are you most proud of? Yeah. But no, I want to know, like, when someone says basketball to you, like, what is what like? Mean? Um, so two things. One, it's like, I've always wanted to be a player that people wanted to play with. You know, I, I didn't know, I didn't like set out to be that, but like after like a couple years in college professionally, I was like, yeah, I want to be someone that like, people will be like, oh, I want to go to Seattle to play with Sue. Or, oh, that was a really good experience playing with her. And I think that, um, combined with that I've won on every level and, and not just, yeah, like there's actually been a, a bunch of us that have, that have won on every level, but it's like, I've done it with like dramatically different teams. So like, if you just look at the WNBA, I won in 2004 where I was like 23, like our team was young, figured it out. Mm -hmm. In 2010, we were like a little bit older, but like, I don't know, we kind of, we hadn't gotten to the finals in those six years. And then now I'm at 37 you know, with a totally different group of people able to do it again. So it's like, so there's something about being able to like redefine, I guess, mm -hmm. who you are on a team, but still figuring it out within those teams. Um, I don't know, there's something about that, that I know, like I always wanted to be that player that people want to play with and, and help people win. And that's kind of like, that's, that's an example of it. So I think yeah. that is what like, if you say the word basketball, yeah. I mean. 
That's what you think of. Yeah. Well, how much more do you have left? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, here's what I know. Once you do call it a day, and actually somebody recently said this to me, once you do call it a day, like, that's it. Mm -hmm. You can't go back. Right. So it's like, <clears throat> I'm not going to be, it's like if I can milk out a couple more years, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's only two more years out of hopefully, you know, I've got quite a bit to live after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you want to just make the most of it. You don't want to leave anything on the table, I guess, is what I'm trying to Especially say. Especially when you're still playing high championship basketball, which you right. are. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I think when it's not fun, uh -huh. but it's still fun. I think if it hurts a little too much physically, yeah. but so far I'm like kind of in some good spots with that, yeah. so. That's what you hear a lot of athletes say. It wasn't the games, it was like the preparation for the games yeah. that I didn't want to do that anymore. That's, yeah. how, that's when you knew oh, yeah. it was, but you're not anywhere near that space. No, I mean, like, truth be told, it's like we won this past year, like what a great way to go out. Right. Yeah. But I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm done yet. Yeah. You know, like, and it does, why, why do you have to like win on a high? Why does that have to define anything about your career? Yeah, it's a nice way to go out, but it doesn't have, have to be that way. Right. Well, and um, you've won for so long. Like to you, that's not really. Yeah, the way I figured it, I'm, I'm already on borrowed time. Like <laughs> I probably should already be done. I'm yeah. already on borrowed time. And whatever day comes where I have to stop or I should stop, I'm okay. Like yeah. I literally will have no regret. I'm already at a point where if it ended right now, I could look back and be totally fine with my career. You know, I'm not like chasing anything while simultaneously I'm still enjoying it. And I still enjoy winning and the, like that challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not keep going? Yeah. Yeah. So Nicole Jokic is obviously a very unique player yeah. and someone that we haven't seen a skill set like in a long time. Who have you played with similar? that, not even similar, but just like that was so unique that you were uh, like, I appreciate your skill set so much and you make everybody around you better. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm sure that you have been that, people, that <laughs> no, person on I'm a lot not, of teams. I don't think I'm that unique. But, <laughs> um, yeah, good question. Um, I'd probably have to say, so I was, ugh, that's tough. Like unique, so like Brianna, Brianna Stewart, yeah. she's like amazing. She yes. had an amazing college career, number one pick. So there's nothing like surprising about her. You yeah. know, it didn't like come out of nowhere, but she is unique. You know, her, her skill set is unique. Um, she's for us, like in our little world. So she's like six five, six six, which is like, that's a center. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually that's like you're, but she's so versatile. Yeah. So we can literally play her if we have to at the five. She is a four, that's where she starts. It's like where a chunk of her minutes are, but we can even put her at the three. And to have somebody who can do all that and be successful at every position, like my favorite story for her is this summer was the MVP of the league in the WNBA, MVP of the finals, like essentially mm -hmm. took us to the, to, to the championship at the four spot, right? And then we turn around and like I mentioned, had to go to Spain to play in this World Cup. And just because of there was like some players that were injured, our roster was kind of different looking than usual. And we were really post heavy. We were like short on guards. So Stewie had to like essentially play the three and people don't really understand the difficult, like that is a difficult transition yes. to go from a post to a guard. It's like not easy. And the kid literally seamlessly started at the three, played, let's say she averaged 20 minutes, I don't know, played like 19 of those minutes yeah. at the three and was the MVP of the tournament. <laughs> it's like, tell me another player that is MVP in the same summer in, in two different teams at yeah. two different positions. Yeah. Yeah. That's like insane. And it's like I could sit here all day and talk about her skill set, mm -hmm. like her ability to shoot, this, that, the other. At her size, she's like a guard and makes basketball plays and like smart basketball plays. Mm -hmm. So it's just she's got a great mix happening. Yeah. Okay, so last basketball question and then we'll get into food, hobbies, all of those okay. things that are super outside the court. But um, we have a lot of NBA listeners on this podcast, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
what do you want them to know about the WNBA? Why should they watch? Yeah. Why should they care? That sort of thing. Because <laughs> um, uh, they need to hear it from you. Yeah, no. I mean, I think the answer is simple. It's, uh, it's not that complicated. It's, I think we get a bad rep when we're compared to the men, mm -hmm. okay? And I don't know, there's not really other sports where that happens, but for some reason it happens with us. And yeah, no, you're not gonna come to our game and see dunking. So if you walk in the gym expecting that, like, yeah, you're gonna be disappointed. But if you can come into the gym and just like wanna watch a basketball game, I think you'll be surprised with what you see and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Because mm -hmm. um, what I have found in my you know, travels <laughs> is that a lot of the people, whether it's on social media or whether it's in person and they have something bad to say about the WNBA or bad to say about women's basketball, a lot of them have never seen it. Mm -hmm. It's actually like, it's like, I shouldn't be surprised and then I'm like, Wow, you've never, never watched it. Like somebody actually said, like, oh yeah, like I'm probably not. I forget what he said, but something to the effect of like, yeah, WNBA, whatever, not missing anything. I was like, oh, have you been to a game? No. How do you know? Right. But it's just like for some reason, it's the mentality of like I have my own theory on it, but there's like a mentality where guys, especially, no offense, um, <laughs> they like to size us up. They like to like compare themselves, and they look at our game, and they're like, or look at maybe me, yeah. and they're like, oh, I could probably be here one on one. Mm -hmm. Why, like, what does that matter? Right. But if you can come and just like appreciate the basketball, it's, there's 12 teams. The last thing I'll say about it is there's 12 teams. There's 12 roster spots. Name me another league that it's, that's, that, it's the that's hardest the, league to it's make. the hardest yeah. league to make. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand like less women play basketball than men, mm -hmm. but like, not really. Like the numbers are, are pretty, and yeah. it's like 12 roster spots. Well, and then every year you're dumping more talented players. Exactly. Every draft when you, class. Yeah, when you're watching just, what's happening in college. It's survival is, of the fittest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you uh, speak to this point, actually, about the league, because you've seen it evolve for a lot of years. Where, where is it now? Where, where is it going? Um, because of that survival of the fittest, it's at its best talent-wise. I mean, yeah, like every year, just like every league, it's like a certain team kind of like separates itself one way and then unfortunately there's like that team at the bottom that kind of separates itself the other way but every year it's like every game you could lose every single game it's it, it, I, like there's no winner and then there's no way to actually pick who's going to win the championship you know there's never it's because it's so tight and there's so much parity and it's it's always 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 coming down to the like this past year I want to say like the um we were actually the number one seed for like quite a while um, like the last month we kind of separated ourselves, but from like two to like eight, every day it was changing. It was yeah. like every win, yep. every loss. It was like constant, constant shuffle. Um, so yeah, it just speaks to the parody. And I think that's, it's, it's at its best because of that survival of the fittest. Okay, so speaking of best. Let's talk food. Okay. Let's talk. Do you do you, you have this list of, of yeah, places in Denver that you've been knocking <laughs> yeah. out? Places you want to go to? Do you do this in yeah. every city? Um, What's your go-to? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I've been spending a lot more time in Denver, yeah. so that allows for an, a proper list. But yeah, usually when I go to a city, like I don't want to just like. I don't know, eat in the hotel or, you know, I want to venture out. I want to see what's out there. So I usually head over to Eater like pretty quickly, mm -hmm. um, check out what they have to offer on there <laughs> and then just go from there. And it depends on, on the mood. Um, What's your favorite type of food? Uh, favorite type of food? I don't, I don't know that I have like one favorite. I mean, I feel like you can never go wrong with sushi. Like, yes, you can. No. You don't like it? Shocking. Yes. Oh, my God. No, we, we, we're, we're here on yeah, the same it's You can like, never go I mean, if you're in, like, the middle of the country, not so much Denver, but, like, yeah. like, you know, like maybe, you can maybe I'm like, all right, I'd, rather, I'd prefer to have it on, like, near water. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, it's, like, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it just depends. Like Seattle has like a great restaurant scene. I think that's what got me started on it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every every year there's new places or you can just go to, you know, your, your local faves, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it's been fun in Denver to kind of venture out and explore a little bit. I do like, I would say, because I'm usually like solo, like lunchtime, whatever, Denver Central Market. Actually, Tim and those guys are the ones that, that took me there the first time and I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely coming back here, <laughs> like every day. Because you get, you know, you change yeah. it up, yeah. whatever. So that's fun. And there's a bunch of markets like that in Denver that I found. The Sources one, Zeppelin, there's, there's some other ones. Um, so th that's been fun. It's been cool to yeah. check it out. Really cool. What, what is Sue Bird like in your free time? Um, like, do you have other hobbies? Do you have other things you like to like, I mean, your, yeah. your schedule is so jam-packed. You're yeah. traveling all the time. But is there anything people don't really know about you? Um, no, I feel like I'm pretty, yeah. like, normal. I don't know. <laughs> I try to be. Um, I definitely am, like, a TV junkie. Oh, um, yeah. Because it started out in Russia, where it's like, you don't really have TV. So it was just always, I mean, I'm going to date myself a little bit, but this is like before iTunes. You couldn't really download. Right. So I would literally just for Christmas, all I would yeah. ask for was like, can I get the OC yes. on DVD? <laughs> Every can I get Alias on DVD? Like anything that ran longer yeah. than, and then I would just like binge, binge, yeah. binge. And then obviously like iTunes became a thing we could download, made yeah. my life a lot easier. Um, like Netflix obviously started mm -hmm. to, so yeah. So like it, it was born in Russia out of necessity, but then it became like, it's my thing. So on a plane, mm -hmm. that's when I can like, huh. I don't binge as much when I'm home, mm -hmm. like, cause there's like other stuff mm -hmm. happening, but on a plane, oh, I can knock out like, <laughs> I'll just sit there and watch, 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 watch. What's the last show you knocked out? Um, I actually watched Abducted in Plain Sight. It's a Netflix documentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh my God. Apparently I need to watch it. It's, it's disturbing. Is that your thing, like disturbing? Just, no, no. I just like good. Anything like anything that's yeah. gonna like grab me. Yes. If you know, like I actually watched Murder Mountain. Also, I don't know if you've seen that one. That one's really good. It's not a grabber. Yeah. You have to like you have to like sure. commit yourself. This was like in the first ten minutes, I was like, oh my god, I couldn't. I was like, and then like five different occasions, you yeah. go, wait, what? You know what I mean? Like yes. it's not like you're watching. You five different times, you're like. And just when you think it can't get any like weirder, yeah. you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Wait, you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just leave it's, that there. Yep. So that's the last one that, that I watched. Um, someone just told me I need to watch the Ted Bundy ones. Yeah, that, but I've too. heard that's disturbing. Ted Bundy yeah. tapes, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I've got, you know, I've got a couple yeah. on the. You bounce around. I've got yeah. a list for those two. Yeah. <laughs> you have a list. I'm not listening. You're a listener. You're My a listener. mom is a list maker. Yeah. It's like say, genetic. Let's just talk about lists. <laughs> That's so, all I do. Yeah. This is a thing. Sometimes I make lists of like dumb stuff just so I can be like, oh, check. Brush my teeth. Check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's bad. That's fantastic. Bad habit. That's something that we probably didn't know yeah. about super. No, yeah, there you go. I make like lists out the wazoo. Amazing. I'm constantly making lists. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks uh, for coming on and, and spending time with us. One final question um, for you best story in which you felt starstruck? Oh, easy. <laughs> wow. So this happened early in my career. I went to, um, what was it? It was like a party in New York for, uh, doesn't really matter. I want to say it was like, eh, it doesn't matter. So some this like big party in New York. Yeah. So I go and there's like all kinds of, it was for ESPN. It was when they used to do it's an ESPN party and there's like all kinds of athletes. Right. And you're meeting like I'm meeting and it was in New York. So it's like mostly like giants, Knicks, mm -hmm. Rangers, all kinds of athletes, but like all kinds. 
And then like even Derek Jeter was there, which was awesome. And I was cool, I was like, whatever. I did get some pictures, but like nothing crazy. And then I was like, all right, fine, I'm having a good time, you know, <laughs> drinking, dancing, whatever, whatever. And then the cast of Sopranos walked in and I was like, <laughs> I was like, hold oh on, my hold God, on, hold I was on. Like, is that Fergio? Like, wait, what? <laughs> it wasn't, Tony wasn't there, it wasn't Tony, but it was like a lot of, um, not, it wasn't, there was like one main guy, I mean, it was so long ago, I don't really remember the names. I think his name was Ralph in the show. He ended up getting, he, he killed at one point, like dramatically. <laughs> so that was, so I met him. He's a famous actor, you would know his name, I just can't think of it. Um, so it was a lot of like the like second tier, mm -hmm. didn't matter. Didn't matter. I was like, oh my God, I was like glitching out. I totally like, I wanted to like call them by their character name and be like, oh, so how's it going with so-and-so, you know what I mean? But like, had to like restrain, but that was, that was so amazing. So played it cool. Yeah, yeah, so I got to meet them, like hung out with them all night. Of all of the quote-unquote famous people that Sue Bird has encountered, I would never think that it would sopranos. be the glitching over Sopranos. I was glitching. And the only other one, I got to give credit where credit's due, after we won in 2010, we got to go meet Obama. And that was like, like leading up, you're like, oh, it's amazing, we're going to meet Obama. Right. And like walking in the room, like the air was like different. Mm -hmm. That was wild. Mm -hmm. Like Sopranos, it was kind of like, oh, this is my favorite TV show. Yeah. This is Obama, you were like, whoa, I'm in the presence the, of yeah, something like. like the White House. And yeah, I mean, the White House, whatever. Yeah. Obama. Oh, just, okay, actually, like, yeah. there was, we walked into his Oval Office and it was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Actually, it wasn't the Oval Office, it was something else, but it was like, whoa. Yeah. The minute, I don't know, it was almost like he had a glow around him. Yeah. It was crazy, and you're just yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually met him years later, um, last year, and it was like very similar. He wasn't the president anymore, but it was like still very. Did like you he tell just him had that like you a, thought he had a no. glow about him when you <laughs> <No>. first met. <laughs> but he did remember me, I think. He definitely gets prepped. He's like some, yeah. you know, like yeah. devil wear Prada, where yes. they're like some, yes. definitely got prepped. But like he did say something where I was like, oh my god, I think you remember me. <laughs> That's awesome. That was that was like yeah. that was intense. Amazing. It was cool. Yeah, well, was awesome. I know a lot of people in Denver feel that way about meeting you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a glow about Sue Bird yeah. here. But again, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, we appreciate it. We love sure. having you here. Whatever is next for you, we wish you the absolute best. Absolutely. In your season, too. Yeah, We're yeah, now thanks. Seattle fans. I know. I guess. You guys so, got to come check sure. it out. <laughs> All right, and that wraps up another edition of the 24 Carat Podcast. For Carrot. Carrot. Shiny. Okay. Nuggets <laughs> mining. For Dempsey and Sue Bird, I'm Katie Wendy. We out. <laughs>